millions of people living their lives. People we pass in the street and barely even notice. But in those crowds are ordinary men and women with extraordinary stories to tell. Stories of heroism and hope, of beating the odds and blazing a trail. Those moments of chance that change lives forever. In this series, I'll be traveling across the country, coming face to face with people you may never have met, but whose experiences you'll never forget. These are Welsh Lives. The Toll of War Generations of men and women who have served their country. Lives lost and lives transformed in the crucible of combat. No one really survives war. Even those that make it back home to their families can bear the deepest physical and emotional scars. But sometimes that trauma can inspire a strength of spirit that's truly inspirational. Sean Stocker from Wrexham has pushed mind and body to the limit. A frontline soldier whose life was transformed when he was just a teenager. A man determined to swap the pain of the past for a brighter beginning. What you had to go through and to get to where you are now, yeah. it takes some strength, you know? It's crazy. I, you know, I think it was, um, I was, you know, I had to learn to become a civilian, an adult. Yeah. And, you know, uh, learn to live with a disability all at the same time. When I was training with the army, we, we came up here a couple of times, places like this I didn't think I'd, I'd be able to come and do mm -hmm. after my injury. But every time I come up this, uh, up this mountain, it's, it's easier every time I do it. And um, it's just nice to see where I've come from over the last eight years to where I am now. Sean joined the army when he was 16. It was all he'd ever wanted to do. In 2010, he was serving with the Royal Welsh in Afghanistan. One week before his tour of duty was due to end, he went out on a routine patrol. And then everything changed. Sean stepped on a bomb planted by the Taliban. I knew it was, uh, it was it was uh, quite bad because I couldn't move my legs below the knee, obviously. Um, the muscles had been taken away from the... My legs were gone straight away, so there was, the muscles weren't attached to anything, so they couldn't move anything. Um, but everything was pitch black. And I just remember shouting my guys to come and, to come and find me because I didn't know where I was. And um, I just remember 
thinking um hopefully it's just dirt in your eyes you know that once once your eye once your face is washed and all the they've got all the debris away and stuff you'll be able to see something since they were calling the helicopter in to come and get me i heard over the radio you know they were saying we had a double amputee over the radio so i knew my legs were gone from that moment on strange thing was I couldn't actually see anything so you know I don't I can't remember seeing anything from that day all I can remember is the, the sound. As well as losing both of his legs in the blast Sean had also been blinded. He was 19 years old. He was in um, intensive care because obviously he couldn't see and he couldn't you know, do anything. And I was sitting next to him at his bedside one day and he was like fidgeting in the bed and he was good with his good arm. He was like, you know, like this. And he goes, are you my mum? And I said, yeah. He goes, are you sure? I said, yes, Sean. He goes, am I alive? So I said, yes, Sean, you are alive. And then he said, no, am I alive? And he was shouting. And then I just said, Sean, you make too much noise to be dead. <laughs> and then he just sort of like relaxed and you know that was it and I thought yeah. there's his will to live he, I knew then that he, that he wanted to live because he, he'd said before if he went to Afghan oh they're not bringing I'm not leaving bits of my body in Afghanistan I'm either all coming back or you can leave me there and so when he did that that sign that day saying you know was he alive I just knew then there's his will to live yeah. he, want, he wants even though all this has happened to him he wants to live Right, if you pop your head back and yeah. fix on a point on the ceiling, there we are. It's a little bit cold as it goes in. Sean went through six years of rehabilitation and surgery. He's now regained some sight in his right eye. The other eye is prosthetic. You know, I, I do lose them from time to time. I think I've lost about four. I think the first one, um, my sister's dog chewed. Yeah, I think another one was in a shop down in South Wales somewhere, so someone's using it as currency down there. I'd, I'd like it back, you know, please send it back. Um, and uh, the, the last one was a couple of months ago, actually. I lost it in, uh, in Australia um, when I was, I was taking part in an expedition. And um, yeah, I had the whole team trying to help me look for it. Couldn't find it. So I think some, some uh, little Australian kids playing marbles with it right now, I think. So, yeah. Although Sean has come to terms with his new life, he still remembers those first few months of recovery when he hit rock bottom. It does go through your mind, you know, it's what, what sort of a life you're going to have. You know, I was 19 years old, lying in a bed, I couldn't walk and I couldn't see. You know, was I ever going to have a normal life again? Uh, not only, you know, learn how to live with my new body, but becoming an adult at the same time you know 19 you think you're a, you think you're an adult but you know you've got a lot to learn at that age it was, it was a hard time it was a tough time but I knew that I would get through it I, I just I thought if I could make my life better in some way then um, I would have overcome everything that happened to me was, the, the, alterna the alternative to where I was wasn't worth thinking about It's kind of hardwired in, into me now to try and make the best day possible for myself. And I've kind of got myself in a position whereby I'm not the same person I was before I was injured.
Sean's confidence got a much-needed boost when he received his new prosthetic legs. And the more active he's become, the more these titanium limbs have been put through their paces. There was a time where we just met Sean to do some little adjustments. Yeah. And then came a time that I started meeting Sean because he'd broken things. Right. And that's kind of where we are sort of at now. So has he's challenged himself. Mm -hmm. He has definitely put the legs through a lot of battering. I think he probably would say himself, like he feels that his limitations are now the kit rather than himself. He's probably inspired us more in some respects than we've ever helped him. Sean's physical injuries have made him a different person with different priorities. He now volunteers at his local hospice and uses his army experience to support war veterans and new recruits. This year, he also received the British Empire Medal for his charity work. But whenever he gets a chance, he returns to the great outdoors and the rolling hills of Denbyshire. Sean used to come here as a child, but he now has a new companion on life's journey, his girlfriend, Amy. He's just this absolute breath of fresh air that I never had. I, I was... I wasn't a negative person, but I didn't have this like vision on life that everything can, every day can be a good day, and every day is a good day. We've taken two paths and make them cross and make them work together, and that's that's the beauty of it because I get to spend every day with like my best pal. I'm eight years down the line, but I've lived two lifetimes in that eight years, and I've learned the same amount to go with it. I'm not the same person I was before I was injured. And because of that now, I, I, I wouldn't dream of going back to that day because, you know, I, I wouldn't recognise myself. It's quite strange when I tell people that, you know, stepping on a bomb was the hardest thing that's ever happened to me. But it, it was the decisions that I made afterwards that actually made, that made it a positive that it is today. <laughs>